Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and... Well, Are we starting? Yeah, we're starting. My name is Mark, and once again, I am joined by Miles. Hi, Miles. Miles, we started. Hey. You could say... No, don't don't talk when I talk. Okay. I'm also joined by Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Miles okay. is the worst. Miles is the worst. Um... <laughs> I will admit I was expecting at that time and I leaned into it. I thought it was fun. We're a podcast that uh, typically, question mark, talks about <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime from David Production, started in 2012. Uh, but I say typically because we don't do that now because we covered all of the anime and you can find all of our episodes on anchor.fm slash jjbpod. So these days, while we pray... For Jojo Part 6, Stone Ocean, to receive an anime adaptation. We've been covering different anime that we've been interested in, and our uh, followers and Patreon donors have uh, recommended to us. So this week, we are covering Flip Flappers. This is an anime that can be watched on VRV. So if you're like, I have VRV, you can just pause this podcast right now and go listen. We'll be here when you get back. We watched episodes one, two, three, and six of Flip Flappers, a, a name I plan on saying many times on this podcast. Flip Flappers. Uh, but before we get into talking about the four episodes of Flip Flappers that we watched, uh, we're going to take a little stop in Correspondence Corner, or in this case, um, uh, well, it's not. Mouth flappers. Well, okay. I was trying to figure out a pure illusion mm. thing to get to take a locale from the anime we watched. But uh, Correspondence illusion Corner. Illusion Island. Is, what is it, Islet? Illusion Island. No, those illusion are just... Two, Isla. No, those are just two different locales. You need to work like correspondence or conversation into it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, I think we're finding out that Oof. English doesn't really have any talk or communication words to start with i but we could use a different vowel like uh as, 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 assembly pure assembly illusion okay we got emails sent to jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com as we do most weeks this isn't our first time doing this we've done this plenty a, of episodes no, this is our very first podcast <laughs> is this thing on <laughs> Uh, this first email comes to us from David, and it's called Welcome to the World Source. Hello, JJB Pod crew. Many episodes ago, Mark said that the part two OST, Welcome to the World, sounds like another song he knows, but I forgot which one. May you please repeat it? I don't remember that. <laughs> part two OST, Welcome to the World, which uh, that's a JoJo thing. I got to find this song now. We got to just play it and then see should what I, it reminds you of now. I should remind people that uh, this is our first podcast. <laughs> We've um, never done this before. So, you know, we did, we should have read the emails like any veteran podcaster would have done. You'd read the emails first and then you start podcasting. Yeah, but so don't worry. Be prepared. Yeah. I found a YouTube video and it's not going to play an ad. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, it. yeah, okay, Welcome to the World intentionally sounds like Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes in the beginning there. That Ready? Like, it's pretty much just a complete ripoff. You don't know if that was it, though. Well, that was the song. But you haven't heard the whole song. Well, maybe there was a different part, but... Ready? It's the same. Yeah, that's the original. But yeah, maybe later in the song... You always live your life. You always live your life. It's possible that later in this JoJo Welcome to the World song, I noticed something else, but I don't think we need to watch me listen to it for three and a half minutes. If you recognize yeah, you've made your point. Yeah. David's email continues. If you recognize any other similarities for JoJo OSTs, please tell me. I really love <laughs> All of your, the upbeat you know. OSTs by Taku Iwasaki, who is the composer of the JoJo OSTs, excluding the openings and endings, which I also love. That's right, Miles. I think openings and endings are very important. Hmm. Most of them are bops, and some are even bangers. Hmm. By the way, did you know that Giorno is Lisa Lisa's brother-in-law? And that means he is Joseph's uncle. Kind of like how Josuke is Jotaro's uncle. And this may be pretty obvious, but no one ever comments how Shizuka Joestar is Josuke's sister-in-law. Can you think of any other strange family connections in the Joestar family? Thanks, David. P.S. I can never be tr- I can never truly be horny because these things keep happening. And there are several memes, but I will not describe them because, oh boy. One, describing memes on an audio medium seems silly. But, uh, uh, what the fuck is, I don't understand, I don't understand youth culture. I don't understand memes. (laughs) Young kids these days. They're just pictures with words that I, I, you know, you could be like, oh, these are bot generated. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to need to spend a few hours studying. Does anyone have a video essay on how memes work? Uh, thanks for the email, David. Mark, I don't understand. How is, how is Jorno Lisa Lisa's? brother-in-law well if you think about it so Giorno I don't know I have not thought about it trying to do it right now okay check this shit out Lisa Lisa is Joseph's mom Uh uh-huh spoilers for part two (laughs) Joseph's grand no Joseph's grandfather's son is Giorno. In order to be a brother-in-law, somebody needs to be married to someone else. And Giorno's not married, and Lisa Lisa, we don't know anything about her husband. Is that true? Yeah, what's a brother-in-law? A brother-in-law is No, do we not know anything about Lisa Lisa's... uh... We don't really know anything. We must sound so dumb. Because a brother-in-law is either (laughs) your sister's husband... Or, well, I guess it, either gender, it doesn't matter. Your sibling's husband or your uh, spouse's sibling. I'm going to pull up a right? JoJo family tree. And then I'm going to... I'm looking at one right now. Take some I pills for a headache. It. You do or don't? What did you say, Miles? I do not. I do now. I'm looking at a family tree now. I just don't get it. Maybe this is a spoiler <laughs> for something in the future. Somebody needs to be married to someone. That's how the in-law thing works. The whole thing with in-laws is they you you some there's it's a through marriage thing. 
Like you're related through marriage, but not through blood. Correct. But I'm trying to remember, is Lisa Lisa, like, don't don't we know? Is Lisa Lisa married into the family? Isn't she? No, she is the daughter of, isn't she? I don't think so. I think she marries George, who is Jonathan's son, because she was not adopted, but saved on the boat. I think. Oh, she was adopted on the boat. People listening are screaming right now. Yeah. Elizabeth. This podcast is about JoJo's. <laughs> was a baby who was with her mother on the boat uh, attacked by Dio. Jonathan saved her and handed her over to Irina to keep her safe. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Elizabeth, Lisa Lisa, was adopted by Straits. Straitso. And, yes. Yeah, so, she's married George II. So and they had was... a child, Joseph. Uh... Oh, okay. So, Joseph. Wait. His brother is not. Jordan, yeah. no. I mean, it's his uncle, t- technically, right? Because his his like half uncle. Why? Because <laughs> because Dio had oh. a son using Jonathan's body, so she's like his step half. I see, like step half niece. So so Jorno, because he's the he's the son of Lisa Lisa's father in law. Right? They're both yes. they're both Jorno is the son of Lisa Lisa's Uh-huh. Also, Miles, don't look at a Jojo family tree, of... I just realized. Okay, well jo- look, Jorno is the son of Dio. Yep. Also Jonathan, and Elizabeth is the daughter-in-law of Jonathan. Right. Is that correct? So then then it, they are brother-in-law yeah. and sister-in-law. Well, I was today years right. old when I discovered. Yes, it makes sense. It makes sense to me now. Uh, it doesn't to me yet. I'll need to see it visually because um, you're a visual person. I'm a visual person, which means I am dumb baby brain, <laughs> and I need crayons to understand the concept. Um, but I mean, you know, I also have trouble doing this so in my own family. Jackie has seen this. Uh, okay. You know, I I don't have any first so cousins, Jonathan, so anytime I have cousins, I have to fucking stop and be like, all right, how are we related? Yeah. Let's figure it out. Is it half or is it once removed? No. Is it first cousin, second cousin, or once removed, twice removed, all that shit? I don't remember the difference. I learn it every now and then, and then I forget it. So I'm just going to take your word for it, David. No, it makes sense. Take our word for it. All right. They agree. I take your word over theirs. Uh, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh boy. What's up, Miles? Think okay, fine. So just think of it as like they're both offspring. Giorno is the offspring of Giorno and George Joestar are offspring of Jonathan's body, and Elizabeth is married to George. Oh, okay. Wait. But Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause she's married to George. I'm confusing her with mm-hmm. being on Joseph's generation when she's not. She's his mommy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am cutting out the last 40 minutes of this no. podcast. <laughs> we haven't even been potting for 40 minutes. I know. This email is from Brock. Uh, subject line is howdy. Hello. Howdy. Hello, JJB pod crew. First time I emailed a podcast before, so sorry if I get anything wrong. You're doing great. Uh, I've only listened for a little while, 
but the pod has made the late night at the graveyard shift go by faster. Any hoot. I was recently listening to the Ghost in the Shell episode, and I thought I'd recommend some more Mamoru Oshi stuff. First anime I'd like to recommend is the Pat Labor. I think people say Pat Labor. Pat Labor. Specifically the first and second ones, even more so the second. However, the slight problem with starting with the movie is that they don't really develop the characters and are more plot focused, unlike the seven episode OVA that came beforehand. The second is Angel's Egg, if you want to go full artsy-fartsy. That's about it. I've attached a picture of my cat to incentivize you you guys to read this. Sincerely, Brock. Thank you, Brock. Thanks for this cat. He's in a sink. sink. He yeah. or she is in the sink. It's a cat in the sink, and the Snapchat caption is, what the hell, man? I don't know if Brock is, is giving a voice to the cat looking at the camera pissed off, or if that is Brock's reaction to the cat being in the sink. <laughs> the cat's like, I fit Have here. Have you noticed? Yeah. What's up? Did you notice Brock spells incentivize with an S? Ugh, deleting this. Oh, I can't Where are all these spell <laughs> These Brit scums are just coming out of the woodwork. They're nice. They, they write to nice. us. They're nice. Could be Canadian. Could be anything, really, because if you just go to a school or learn a language from the British or Canadian side, then you're going to take on all those S's. Mm. Still. I've never heard of any of these anime. Any of, of Angel's of, Egg and Pat Labor. <laughs> I, I've definitely heard of Emotional Pat Labor. I've never heard of Angel's, Angel's Egg. Egg. But if it's, I'm, I'm interested in artsy-fartsy anime that sounds appealing to me. That so. does sound cool. Angel's Egg is like an upsetting combo of words for me, personally. Angels are kind of like people birds, you know, because they, hmm. <laughs> they have wings. Okay. So maybe they lay eggs. Do you, <laughs> do you think anyone has drawn... <laughs> or should I draw like Gabriel blowing his trumpet before the apocalypse, but also laying an egg at the same time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I should draw that or someone has. Someone should. has. Oof. <laughs> Both. Wow, we've got a s- real split decision here over the most disgusting <laughs> thing I've ever thought of. Just uh, as he blows, <laughs> yeah. there goes the egg. No, boys can't lay eggs, right? <laughs> boys can't lay eggs. Um, they cannot. Uh, so he wouldn't, you, you can't draw I that. I know that it's, <laughs> seahorse sea men, male seahorsemen carry babies, but I don't think they lay eggs. I think eggs are inherently, uh, uh I don't know, biologically fem, fem thing. female thing. In my head, platypuses are men, but I guess that's not true. <laughs> They're all men. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway. Uh, Miles, you got the next one? Yeah, I'm just thinking about that egg, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) This email is from Peach. The subject is subject. (laughs) Hey, JGB pod crew, it's Peach again. I know I'm probably exhausting you guys, but I find much joy in asking you weekly questions, so I'm going to keep writing in. Fine. (laughs) All I have for you today is a question and a suggestion. This week's question is, what are some of your favorite anime duos? My phone tried to correct that to Dio's <laughs> or trios. Mm. I'm going to throw in a quick additional question here and ask specifically what some of your favorite JoJo duos or trios are. My favorite duo would probably be Josuke and Okuyasu, and my favorite trio is from part six, so I won't spoil it. Thank you. 
My favorite non-JoJo anime duo actually ties into my anime suggestion, and that duo would be Isaac Deanne and Miria Harvent from Bacano. I'm actually really happy that David brought up the show last week because I had literally just finished watching it. It's a really fantastic 13-episode series, 16 if you count the DVD exclusives, about the 1930s, immortality, gangsters, and train heists. Plus, the opening song is one of my new all-time favorites and may or may not have been the reason why I watched the show in the first place. What can I say? I love me some jazz. If you do give it a watch, I would watch the first few episodes because, as David said, it does skip around a lot. But the storytelling works in a way where it's definitely necessary to watch in order. Anyways, that's all. Have a great week. P.S. If you haven't already, try your hand at a Maryland impression. I'd like to see what y'all think we sound like. P.P.S. I would say I'm horny, but honestly, I'm tired. I'm so tired. Uh, and Peach attached a meme. Yes, this Which, meme, uh, I will say... I Everyone sent us memes! I, di- I did not... I've never heard of this trope, but it basically <laughs> relies on... Uh, evidently, from the PS2 JoJo game... Well, there's two of them, but the Golden Wind PlayStation 2 JoJo game... Guido Mista looks just awful... Um, and it has a screenshot of him, um, tired of crying, tired of trying, tired of smiling. He's a hot boy. Mista? Yeah. He normally is like the best looking of, uh, the squad from part five. But here, I mean, I guess we haven't seen the rest of them, but he looks bad. He does not look good. It's a very fat arrow on his like helmet. Uh, so thanks for that. Now I've learned something about the PlayStation 2 Golden Wind game that I didn't know before. It's funny. Part of me was like, I don't know that we should keep going back and forth with emailers. Cause then I wonder if people listening are like, Oh, this just feels like it's all a bunch of inside jokes and people who know each other, but it's also the off season. So like, who gives a fuck? You know what? I don't know. Our listeners, they like us. They listen to us. We don't have any Jojo content and they're still here. So we can do whatever we want. Everyone should just be enjoying just, this, this, this very if, loose time. If you don't like it, then you write into us and then we'll make jokes with you. Hey, well, we'll I, I don't know that anyone is feeling that. I just speculate. And so well, we don't need to yell at these imaginary people. <laughs> They're in my head. All right. Um, Mark, if you don't like it, yeah, you can write into the podcast. I do. <laughs> Here's an email. Hi, it's me, Mark. You. Um, so we have to answer Yeah, questions. when JoJo's is back out, we're going all back to only strictly business every email uh-huh. we will glean three words from and then we will shit on your sentiment no matter what it is uh and then we will spend 90 minutes talking about the weekly jojo episode in a very academic uh dry humorless way so what are your favorite duos miles my favorite duos are if so you need a minute like do they have to be uh, on the same side can I say like Jonathan and Dio? I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, and they grew up together. So like in a way they were on a side. I think that works. Yeah, Because I, I wouldn't choose any. Oh, no. I like, um, maybe, uh, I don't know. <laughs> who's the, who's the guy with the weirdest face who has the fishing rod stand? Who's such a mamone in part five. And he's got like the mentor older brother. <laughs> guy he's like kind of abusive but they're also kind of mentor mentee i like them i also like um okuyasu josuke 
in uh, in part four. Do you have to agree? There's a duo in part seven I really like. Um, we can't talk about that. It's Pesci. Thank you. Pesci and the other person. Um, who I don't think is... No, not Formaggio. Somebody else. Some other asshole. Um, those two are good. It's, I uh, like Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei. Oh, wow. My stand Vinny. Um, <laughs> I like Dopio and uh, Diavolo. I like them too. Oh, they're great. That's the best duo. Um, I also like um, Joseph and who was the Italian boy? Caesar. Caesar. Joseph and Caesar. I think they're good together. Yeah. They're a good duo. I don't know. Um, also, non-Jojo, because uh, Peach also asked about non-Jojo. I think Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus are the best because they are so different, but they work really well together, and they're very cute, and they love each other. And that's all you need. They love each other because they are cousins. No, they're not cousins. They're related. No, they're not. For anybody that doesn't know. They are in love. They were gay women characters in the Japanese Sailor anime. Mo- Sailor Moon. And then when they came to America, uh, I guess like Americans panicked over our stupid puritanical look on romance. And we're like, they're cousins, mm-hmm. which is really weird because... They're not cousins. The way they act to each other is not like a family romance kind of thing, right? Right. Yeah. I don't. They're clearly a couple. I do not have any first cousins, so I I don't know how much making out usually happens. Women generally have closer physical relationships, even if you're just like friends, but not or not dating. (laughs) There's there's a difference okay it's good to know that lines should be drawn like you can hold hands with like your cut co- your, your girl cousin or something right. or you if can you're, like if you're or flip, you can like lock arms or something if you're a flip and the other is a flapper you can touch each other's inner thighs mm-hmm. it's a little sneak peek mm-hmm. for uh, this this anime we're covering this week anyway our last email i should get through it's from chad chad and it's called flipping the flap out Aloha JJB pod crew. I decided to watch straight through the first six episodes of flip flappers and having approached it with zero previous knowledge ended up liking it. Since you all skipped episodes four and five, I need to tell you that you should definitely go back and watch episode five. Episode five of flip flappers is a sort of horror themed episode with a nice balance of the usual action and humor with a healthy dose of scary stuff. It made me want to go look for the game based horror anime corpse party and also made me want to play Doki Doki Literature Club, both worth checking out if you like horror. Lastly, as I'm writing this, Oahu, the island I live on, uh, along with the most most of the population from Hawaii, is hours away from a meetup with Hurricane Douglas. I really hope nothing too bad happens, but I'm okay if he makes it so I don't have to go into work first thing Monday. Also, you Mahjong fanatics should go check out the OVA Legend of Koizumi. It's silly and a little dated, but hilarious too. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Papika from Flip Flappers wears flip-flops with her school outfit, seen in the intro mostly. In Hawaii, flip-flops are called slippers, and it is a known fact among those that grew up here that placing your slippers on your hands lets you run faster. Also seen in the intro. Interesting. What? (laughs) I guess like if you take your shoes off, take your flip-flops off so you can run, you know? Oh, okay. Because that's what I do. You can't really run. But you don't like place them on your hands. I don't know, man. You don't take your shoes off and go, one is going to go in one hand and the other is going to go in the other hand. 
Maybe you do a handstand. You try to run with no. Your- <laughs> I don't remember the intro enough to, to, to yeah. I don't either. See how facetious Chad is being here, but I imagine it's greater than zero. Uh, yeah, Corpse Party. I remember being a thing. I played a different like indie RPG maker thing. I want to say it was called like Ib. Oh, Ib. You like Ib. Ib. Ib was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Corpse Party was a thing. I didn't I, know it got an anime out of I it. I can't play Ib. Why not? I couldn't do it. Did you play Yume Nikki? Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Yume Nikki. I really Nikki. like Yume Nikki a lot. You mean, like, I can't figure out where to go or what to do, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's, Never mind. that's I give par up. for the course. It's really, I don't like it. It's, it's a very good indie... <laughs> I want to know where to go. ...quote unquote game. And Doki Doki Literature Club, I have not played, but I know all about. I've heard walkthroughs and seen stuff. It looks pretty great. Stay safe, Chad. I hope the hurricane didn't eat you, and I hope that you get a day off from work. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> yeah i hope everything's yes. fine Hopefully the damage is minimal and you get a day off yeah anyway. it needs to be y- y- everything is fine but all, but it's like kind of bad enough that you don't have to go into work <laughs> yeah i would hope that everyone if everyone is stressed out and like battering down battering down batting down the hatches for a hurricane i feel like your job should just be like don't come in monday mm-hmm. everybody just chill everybody go clean up the trees that fell in your yard yeah or whatever hopefully i mean hopefully that's the least i think it's i think it's batten yeah batten down the hatches i said batter down which sounds like you're gonna deep fry yourself to avoid hurricane which kind of works anyway those were emails sent to us which i never know how to fucking join these thoughts together those were emails sent to our email (laughs) jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com See, there we go. I just got rid of any tread of any attempt at this transition. This is a good podcast. <laughs> Don't worry. This is the rough. There's a fourth person who cleans it up and makes it seamless. <sighs> hey, if you like what you've heard so far, that's weird. But if you like what you hear after this, please note that we have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod and kick in a few bucks a month to help us cover our expenses as a podcast. And we have a special tier uh, where for 20 bucks, which you only have to do once, I don't expect anyone to make a monthly $20 commitment to us um, unless you have money to burn, um, unless you're balling out hardcore. Uh, but for 20 bucks, we will watch an anime of your choosing, which is actually how we got to Flip Flappers uh, this week. Yeah. Um, Who recommended that one? This one was, well, it's not even a recommendation. Paid for by. They paid for. It's a mandate. Uh Uh-huh. It's an employment agreement. Um, This is It's a job. It's a gig. Nick recommended this one. Um, Yeah. Thanks, Nick. And that's why we're doing one, two, three, and six. That was Nick's suggestion. And I I agree that six works as a standalone. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because this show doesn't really have a ton of context, uh, between it anyway yeah um joining the patreon for any monthly commitment gets you access to miles's weekly newsletter in which he explains or links to um any of the various pop culture references that we make on the pod that have nothing to do with jojos um this is i think really designed around uh all of the people who aren't ancient dinosaur aged people like us um and so they don't understand when we reference um I don't know, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Also, so you can just get in that for a dollar. That's all you got to pay is one dollar. For three dollars, you will get our personal thanks out loud like this. 
Thank you, Austin, Celeste, Chad, Caden, Kevin, Michael, Tim, and Tyler. And you know what? Also, thank Nick, Martin, and Josh, who uh, have been in the High Roller $20 tier and uh, helping us figure out what anime to watch. Because if we're like, I don't know if I want to watch that, and someone's just like, here's money, watch this thing and talk about it, that uh, makes our lives easier on many levels. Anyway, should we take... Especially the money. Especially that one. But it is also good to not have to make decisions. Should we take a break? Yeah. Okay. Good night. All right. All right. All right. We're back. Uh, Again, I don't know how you wouldn't know, but we mentioned that we watched Flip Flappers this week. And so now we will talk about episodes one, two, three, and six. Flip Flappers is a 2016... Why is it called that? Because you flip and you flap. Uh, is a 2016 anime series um, that was animated by Studio 3 Hertz, if that's how you say that, um, and only ran for 13 episodes. It was just a single season or hmm. single series, whatever you want to call it, um, that aired between October and December of that year. Um and it feels very, I don't know what else to say about it generally. Um, it is a show about a middle school girl who is just sort of, for like very, very briefly, not even half the first episode, living a normal life. Where she is studying really hard. She wants to get into a good high school, I guess. Yeah. Um, and she just seems like a normal, smart, responsible, like, good kid right and in parallel we see this like shadowy sci-fi looking organization well it's not just i mean it's her she's she there's two main characters it's her and papika um her her name is uh kokona yes kokona is this responsible study hard middle school girl right and then we have papika who is a wild and crazy i don't know where she's from like alien robot like i don't know where she's from i don't know what her deal is but she deals in some kind of sci-fi trippy wonderland kind of she's some kind of agent she's kind of she's the white rabbit that leads alice down the rabbit hole well yeah i mean that's more metaphorical in this case she just looks like she's some kind of secret agent yeah. Who's like escaping a facility and they're like, no, don't leave. And she takes a, like what looks like a, I don't know if that's a surfboard. It's just like a mm-hmm. big boogie board that she just rides in the air out of the facility. And we eventually see her. I don't remember how they meet exactly. Does she smack into she her? She just, it's just, she just smack. Like it's, there's not really an introduction to her. They just meet. They just meet and they go on an adventure together and then they love each other. I don't. <laughs> that's well maybe another partners and they love each other and that's it it's like episode one it's just everything happens so fast like the relationship doesn't really develop they just immediately are like a partnership right and so the show is is about you know these two different people one who's like sort of wild wild and crazy kids um and from some other organization that might be in a different dimension i don't know and this sort of regular grounded down-to-earth middle schooler and together they go on these operations to retrieve crystals, I think, crystal shards that will help, mm-hmm. that will grant wishes. Mm-hmm. So pretty basic stuff. But, you know, in terms of their goal, I'm sure there's a lot more to it that we'll find out. 
it just seems like a lot is happening around us and we don't we only see a part of it as yeah, we watch for sure we and it kind of jumps you right into it like you don't really get the context no one the, stops to do exposition yeah right not yeah. even not even the thing that bugged me the first episode is that coconut doesn't even stop to go what is this place <laughs> yeah why do you because at first too she doesn't go with her on the adventure immediately the girl keeps like following her and being really annoying and co- and just like repeating her name a lot Mm-hmm. And then she like drags her into this other dimension. They repeat each other's names a lot. A lot. Because they love each other. It's a lot. <laughs> it I, is I, a lot. This whole show is a lot. I have to think that Kokona's name is like a reference to coconuts. Yeah. Coconuts. And then Papiko would just be Paprika. Um, because there is also a character named Salt. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, I don't really know too many other foods. So full of flavor. Yeah. There's a lot of flavor. Um, so this show, I don't know about you two, but it kind of feels like a trigger anime, um, a trigger studios anime, like kill la kill or foodie cootie mm, where yeah. it is gorgeously animated. It uses, I love the animation. Yeah. It uses multiple styles. Um, it has, um, o- overt sexuality. That's it's like, okay. Very, yeah. And um, it doesn't spend a lot of time. It, it doesn't feel grounded in reality because it just sort of goes. It's just it's like, like a dream. Look at these cool. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like something that you could um, see happening in a live action sense or imagine turning a corner and seeing anything from. You know, it doesn't. I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't feel like it slowly takes you into a fantastic world that they then justify. They're like, no, this is fun. Animation is a fun way to, you know, tell a story. And so it's more, I don't know. I don't want to say like uh, aesthetics over plot because you could tell a story this way, but it it is very confusing at first because you're just like, wait, who is this? And what are they doing? Mm -hmm. And the episodes don't, um, they like it's, there's no like plot continuation. It feels like it's like every episode feels like a, brand new thing and there isn't yeah. really a reference to previous episodes it so it kind of reminds me of like a like western cartoons because they're yeah. kind of like that where it's just like you know like each episode in a, in just like on a cartoon network show is like you know the characters <laughs> they have a different situation right now you know and every week is a yeah mission or monster of the week right and and this this show so far what we've seen it doesn't it it feels uncharacteristic for anime in that there's no like mm. continuous plot i think i mean i think one does kind of start to shape up we saw hints of it in later episodes because i think that is more of a thing where like the shows overall will have a through line mm-hmm. but I, I do think animes do have it where there's like each week is a mission each week is like a separate kind of thing there, um, but there's more explanation of like what's going on and who the characters well, that's, are well that's stuff. the thing is these first two or three episodes you're like waiting for them to stop in mm-hmm. the organization by the way which is called flip flap or yeah. flip flappers i think flip oh. flap um yeah that wasn't clear right but then like i read it on one of the wikipedias and was like oh um you wait for them to stop and be like listen <laughs> we are flip flap yeah we were set up by the united nations after the bombing of the statue of liberty and we want to get a crystal that grants wishes they do yeah. communicate that they want it, to get a crystal that grants wishes. in order to what though because like 
I don't know. If you're if you want a crystal that grants wishes, like I want to know what your what kind of crazy wish are you trying to? Because it could be like they're trying. Maybe they're trying to destroy the world. We don't know. What you if know? they ask Salt and he's like, "If I had one wish, it would be more wishes." Duh. No, he's like, I wish I it's was a little, a little like, bit um, taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had out. a girl look good. I would call her. What? Why you're am out I out? Of wishes. Well, I, no, you but you get all the shards, and you can do each one. Oh. And if you wish for a rabbit in a hat, in a hat with, with a, a bat. bat, you at least know there's rabbits in uh in this show. We have <laughs> not seen a six four Impala. No. However, this is why you need to read Miles's newsletter. Because you're not 30 plus and you don't know what we're doing. But these are lyrics there was to a, a song that's pretty good. <laughs> there was a, uh, I was watching minor league baseball in Trenton once. I was seeing the Trenton Thunder and uh, that song was the walk-up music for one guy. And he wasn't very tall and I felt yeah. bad for him. Aww. Oh. Were you at the lowest point of, of your life? Just... Wondering why you watched minor league baseball in Trenton, New Jersey. Minor league baseball is really fun and cheap, mm. uh, and it's cool. You the, just, the it's just a ballpark is right on the doors. Delaware River. Yeah, you get like dollar dogs, and like it, you can sit close enough so that the players can hear the the things you say to them. <laughs> and you get the chance, like maybe one of these guys will play in the major leagues one day. Who knows? I would love to make a batter on minor league baseball, like swing and miss on a strike because i went like good hot dog like real loud behind him. <laughs> can you believe these are a dollar <laughs> right as the, the pitch comes in um yeah i wish like a song like i wish is weird to walk up because it's like it's it's aspirative and it's not him saying that he has anything you know no it's like you'd want someone to come out and their th- song would be like i'm the shit look at me don't worry i'm the cleanup hitter and I'm going to do great. Instead, he's like, well, I have hopes and dreams, so I guess here it goes. <laughs> All right, everyone. If you had one wish, what would you wish for? And if you had a walk-up song to the plate. Okay. Everybody, if, if you had a walk-up song, what would it be? Yeah. I'm asking you. Me? It would probably be uh, the theme to uh, Tetsuo the Bullet Man uh, by Nine Inch Nails, just because it's, it's so ominous and loud. <laughs> Miles? Uh, I would do uh, Let's Just Kiss and Say Goodbye by the Manhattans. That sounds very sleepy. Am I wrong? It's a very slow song about the end of a relationship, and I would want people to feel like, okay, it's over after this. But, oh, like meaning they can go home, like relief? Or does it feel like you're going to yeah, like it's, hit a grand slam? I'm going to end things. Yeah. Do you think they'd gather all that in the time that you have to walk up to the plate? I would walk really slowly. <laughs> okay. Got it's it. It's a long song, and I would want the whole thing to play. All right. Jackie, what would your walk up to the plate music be? I don't know. Probably something by Nicki Minaj, but I don't know which one. Hmm. Maybe Shanghai. Uh, I'm not familiar. I don't know. Hang on. Let me see if I can find the part of Tetsuo the Bullet Man theme that I want. It's not that. It's no. It's not that either. Where is it? Listeners, also your We can't hear what you're saying, Miles. What if someone was stepping up to the plate with a bat, and this is what was blaring over the over the uh, 
the speakers. Very scary. <laughs> it's great. I don't. I don't know. And then you strike out, <laughs> <laughs> and they play the music again. That would be so good. Uh, that or the Sanford and Son theme song. That one of those. Anyway. Anyway, if you didn't be... hear what I was saying because of that, yeah. fucking song, uh, please write in and tell us what your entrance music would be. We we uh, we told them already. I mean, well, I thought that's what Jackie was suggesting, but then it turned out she was just looking at me. No, I wanted to. A- I wanted to ask a different thing. What was the other thing I wanted to ask? Oh, oh if you, you were, had yeah, one yeah, wish, yeah. if you had one wish, yeah, what would if you, you wish? had one wish, if you had one flip, what would you flap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate when you should have flapped but you flipped? Ugh, I always get those two mixed up. Um, yeah. So if you're if, if for listeners of the podcast, like part of you is saying, I don't know what's going on, and some of that is our fault. Yeah. We're not explaining this linearly at all, but also that's kind of just how well, the show no, is. It doesn't gotta, really explain you a lot. Watch it. Hopefully, you, you're not listening to us if you didn't watch it. Maybe or or I think people are okay. Maybe you're one of those people that like listens to us while you drive or while you work or while you're falling asleep. Yeah, we had somebody say they worked the graveyard shift, which I mm. always just picture a graveyard, mm. which is yeah, me too. Crazy. I have a song you should listen to when you're working in a graveyard. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's called no! Tetsuo the Bullet Man. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> um I forgot I forgot that I can play stuff off YouTube on this podcast. Gonna be a whole soundboard I mean, next week. You can, but should you? <laughs> yes. Um so yeah, episode one is they go on this adventure, the two of them, like the two of them being Papika, whose name, by the way, kinda sounds like Poppycock. Um so or I can Poppy it does. Poppy. Especially the way they say it. Yeah. Yeah. Papika. Papika. Because you look at it and think, oh, paprika, because you think of that crimson. I thought it was paprika for the first like two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, why else would those letters be there? You know, you just feel, you know, your brain is like R. But uh, nope, it's paprika. Um, and yeah, it does sound like, um, yeah, they call her poppy sometimes, which is really funny. Um, like she's big poppy. Yeah. Um. And so Papika, Papita, so Papika Papita and Kokona <laughs> go, there's like some pipe out in the woods. I don't remember why Kokona goes there, but she somehow like falls into the pipe or looks into the pipe and it is actually like another dimension and she ends up in some snowbound, some snow covered land. Um, and she's just sort of there all alone being like, this is impossible because she, you know, just basically teleported. It was not snowing in the, uh, place she's from and she's suddenly there and she starts goofing around with papika and also this robot named boo chan boo um who boo bot and and the the robot mostly just makes noises he doesn't really like speak full sentences he, too often he speaks emojis he has like he has like little symbols that he puts out yeah his voice actor is jonathan joestar no way <laughs> yes <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> This actor is Jonathan Joestar, and uh, he is also Meow from High Score Girl. So that's like uh, the guy friend in High Score Girl. So I don't know. I mean, I guess oh. you got to do all kinds of stuff when you're a voice actor. And it's probably an easy check that they're like, just do a bunch of beeps and boops. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this this weird robot thing. Um, Papika, this like manic pixie dream girl from another dimension. And Coconut all go into this snow land where it doesn't seem to be cold. Yeah, and the sh- the snow is sweet. 
The snow apparently tastes real good. Papika's wearing some kind of like plug suit. She's wearing like a, a panties under a unitard. <laughs> and you can see that and then stockings. Yeah, it's like... I thought it was like a wetsuit to go with like the surfboard. It has a lot kind of cut. Of. It has a lot of cutouts. It does have a lot of cutouts. It's True. not like a real wetsuit. Um, it's a little weird because he's... I don't know how old she is supposed to be, quote unquote, but, uh, you know, the, the Kokona at least is a middle school girl. And so if we assume they're similar in ages, this is sort of weird. Um, but it, it's anime. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, the show takes on a bunch of different uh, visual styles. Not not drastically different in terms of character design, but color palettes really change quite a bit. Um Sometimes it'll feel a little bit more traditional um, of a color palette. And sometimes it's like, nope, we are cyan, magenta, yellow now. Uh, sometimes their hair colors flip, which is very distracting and confusing. Yeah. I did not like when they would do that. It's like their hair colors, are yeah, like, like, they swap and then it's like kind of pastel-y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like when they go super saiyan when they get that ability. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and Jojo would do that too sometimes. But Jojo's character designs are so distinctive that uh when josuke is fighting um that guy in the fucking pylon or whatever and the sky turns orange or purple you're like i know exactly who josuke is he's the one with the grilled skirt steak on his head anyway (laughs) um but you know again this one is honestly i think this show's plot though is still not as opaque as flcl or furikuri i can kind of follow i haven't seen all of the show obviously Mm -hmm. but flcl i talked about it but that's one of those shows where I start out and I'm like, I get it. I follow it entirely. It is obvious what's happening. And then by the end, I'm like, nope, I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't tell anyone what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're in this snow thing. And basically what happens is a giant monster or a giant like group of monsters become awakened and they have to fight to defeat these monsters. Um, do we see that they they have gems in their hands or whatever? Uh, no so i think it's just by coincidence they get the gem because what papika's trying to do is get kanako's glasses back yeah at one point but why yeah coconut for some reason like falls or something in the snow forest and her glasses fall off yeah and i think they only get the gem because coconut goes super saiyan for lack of a better word and blows a bunch of stuff up yeah right which is cool okay um also i noticed when they're playing in the forest it has that goofy kind of like woodwind and xylophone sound which makes me think of azumanga daio and i love it um also this whole episode in my head i couldn't for some reason stop saying to myself um i'm gonna flip them off Hmm. i don't know just seven nation (laughs) army but instead of fight i kept saying flip um and yeah, um, the show is fun, but it, it, it did feel like you got the vibe right away. Like, okay, this show is not going to make a lot of sense. And it's just about fights that are resolved like really quickly. Yeah. It's not like a JoJo serial or like a DBZ serial where it's like a long fight. And you're like, but if I this, then that. And oh my God, it really, you know, now the one hero is like out of commission for the rest of the fight. So who can step in? It's really just sort of like, sure, there's ups and downs, but like, okay, everything gets wrapped up. There's a super cool overdrive transformation thing that happens. Where they look like a butterfly and a firefly. Yeah. And you just know that they're going to overpower and destroy the bad guy. 
Um, and often you're like, I don't know how you engaged this mode. I don't know what the mechanic is. Mm-hmm. Is it just feelings? Is it just like... Because it seems like it's just the power of broness. Yeah, because they love each other and they work really well together. And that's why they work really well. Yeah, it reminded re- me of Gurren Log yeah. in that way, a trigger anime, which is where if you just are good bros with your friend and you stand yeah. up for each other, then your robot gets powerful. I'm all about ladies being bros, but they're more than bros. They love each other. There's something. They're in love. Mm. And Poppy keeps sniffing Coco's hair and stuff, keeps sniffing all around her and touching her thighs. And what is going on, yeah. ladies? I'm on to you. But they, but, and think, like, and Poppy was like, I love, 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 like, I die, yeah, die, yeah, die, yeah. die, 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 ski. What's up, Miles? Do you think it's just uh, baiting or do you think they do it later? I'm guessing it's baiting. I don't, I don't think because they're children. Well, that's actually a good point. I guess. Yeah. I don't want to see any, any like however else you'd confirm it. Um, but, uh, I think, I don't know. I I think think the, I think it's, I think it's unmistakably romantic or sexual between them. Like, I don't think that you can say it's anything else. Um, I don't think you can pretend it's anything else where now like whether they'll actually like make out. I don't know it because like this kind of reminds no. me like I don't think they will. I think it because it, it kind of reminds me of like uh, like if if Coconut was a boy like this would kind of be the same thing, you know, and like with like a manic pixie dream girl that comes in and like changes his life and is like all over him for kind of no reason like yeah we've seen this before and it cuts out all the destructive aspects yeah. of someone like this in your life in real life right but um you know even with those you don't like necessarily see them together in the end you know i think it's kind of like that um because i also don't know why this why kokona is like really following papika and i don't know why papika was so enamored with her like right from the beginning yeah, it's weird. It seems like they work really well together. Like, I don't remember the beginning beginning, but if this was anything where in the beginning they like located Kokona and went to tell Papika, yeah. like to seek her out. Because Papika says that like um, she's not able to go to Pure Illusion. Pure Illusion is like the Wonderland world that they go to. Um, yeah, pa- even though it changes every time. She's not able to go there on her own. Um, but like, I guess Kokona is the first person that she's met that's been able to take her there or maybe something like that. it makes you wonder if she had someone who died or oh. left or something right like what's yeah. the deal with that mm-hmm. or maybe she went with someone at the uh facility who was like all right now you got to go find your own partner mm-hmm. i'm tired i have all this paperwork to catch up on they broke up and now she needs a new right. girlfriend um the voice of kokona um did a bunch of random small characters in stardust crusaders like female student b and child so unfortunately i don't have any cool recognizable jojo characters for you it looks like she didn't really do any big parts until um a little bit later a, a bunch of the voice actors in this show are relatively new listen might, what's up there are no small parts mark there are only small actors do, what um it's like a saying in in the theater oh i thought you twisted it that really is the saying that's yeah very silly yeah yeah Okay, fine, everybody. I guess if your character doesn't have a name, though, if your if your character's name <laughs> is child or like audience member, that's a small part. No, listen, 
you got to make that part big, okay? Yeah. Your you, director will love it. Imagine you're like, I have to rest early. I have a big part tomorrow. Oh, uh, what's the, the part? Is it a lead role? Oh, well, almost. My name is audience member four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big deal. Um, well, I think it's also just to argue that that could be a big part if there are like 50 audience members like if there's somebody that's like uh, like if if there are parts for like audience members like five through 50 or whatever then your part is kind of big no <laughs> that is not true you got number four maybe you're count the maybe lines. you have like a line it's a ranking <laughs> count the lines count the screen time and uh count count the uh the figures on your check some parts are just small but if it's but it, it might be big in relation to another part you know Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But you don't even have a name. Well. You got to have a name. What if it's an indie film and there are no names? It's still not a big part. All right, fine. Listen, no small parts. <laughs> <laughs> you just ignored everything I said. Um, why do why do Kokona's thighs, what does she have in there? <laughs> she has like they, some kind of they light up. crystal shard that lets her transform or something. And it's in like it's in her upper inner thigh. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, I did not like it there. I wish it were further down, um, because we do see at least at one point a character goes to like reach for it, and I think uh, that like evil that evil desert witch yeah goes to reach for it, and I'm pretty sure she like overreaches at one point, and I was like, what the fuck, <laughs> guys, stop molesting this girl. And that evil witch herself had a really weird. Uh, set of clothes on. I don't yeah. know if I would describe I think it she as was, such. She was entirely naked and she just has like weird skin that covers her private parts and no nipples. I, it was, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know how to feel. Um, anyway, so episode one is they're in this snow thing and they, they, you know, battle a bunch of snow monsters and cool transformation and attacks happen. And it turns out that coconut is not just your average middle school girl. She's got some kind of powers she was unaware of. Are those powers then explained? No. No, they are not. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are later in the series. We didn't watch that. Um, then I think we get a brief look at Flip Flap, the organization. And again, it's like briefly explained that, yeah, we want these crystals. Um, things seem to go back to normal. And Papika joins as a transfer student, an exchange student. She shows up in the class oh, one, yeah. the next day or something. And she's like, oh, I'm an exchange student. But she's wearing a ridiculous outfit. She looks like... like uh, uh, like it's Halloween and you want to dress up as Princess Peach, but you know, in Halloween, all the costumes have to be sexy. So she looks like a sexy Princess Peach. But Halloween it wasn't that costume. sexy. It was a little bit more like gothic Lolita, like magical princess. It was a very short skirt. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's just there and she's supposed to be like blending in as a student, but she's just really annoying and clingy to coconut. And they're hanging out after school, and I think Kokona is annoyed at her for understandable reasons. Also, you get to see all the other, like, a couple of other uh, girls in the school. There is the blonde friend, Yayaka, and there's a green-haired girl who is an art senpai. Um, Oh, yeah, Iro, or Iroha. Yes, yes. Um, And it seems like they all also love Kokona, especially the the green-haired senpai so i wrote down is this yuri because it seemed like this is like i don't know yeah it's a lot of ladies love ladies this is a a woman loving women show yeah it seemed like but it's not an all-girls school right there's boys yeah but who cares yeah yeah, exactly like they're not important (laughs) 
Um, I, I think at one point I see a boy with like a line and I'm like, wait, uh, are there going to be boys in this? <laughs> shut up. Um, yeah. In episode two, I don't, I think, I think that Kokona is annoyed at Papika. Yeah. I don't remember the context, but I know they're near a statue. They which get mad is, because, um, Kokona's like pet. Right. Hamster rabbit sushi thing <laughs> uh gets sucked up by a weird vacuum and well, i don't know it's they're, they're, near a, they're, they're near a statue of the thinker it's like a famous statue i don't know what it's doing in this place apparently this is somewhat based on fukushima or fukushima a uh, place in japan um they make references oh, it looks to that so european though yeah that's true it's a lot of western influence it's hard to tell where even the main world the quote-unquote like real world side of things is based it feels a little bit sci-fi-ish i think i wrote down that it looked like france or something it looks like european for sure yeah um but they all speak japanese and um so there's a statue of the thinker but then it raises up and there's like some kind of like vacuum thing underneath it and it sucks in uh kokona's pet whose name is wick school what a Um, name which I just Googled to see what would come up. And Jakob Johann von Wickskuhl uh, was a Baltic German biologist who worked in fields of muscular physiology, hmm. cybernetics and stuff. Um, he worked, he lived between 1860s and 1940s. Um, okay. But uh, anyway, Wickskuhl, uh, is this little green weird hamster thing gets sucked in like a, like a vacuum. And then in their efforts to kind of... Is that of st- how you say it? Wick school? Okay. They say it like you read. They, it's like a three-syllable thing when they say it. Well, some of that's just Japanese. I don't know. I mean, it's Miles. It is U E X K U with an umlaut L L. Oh, they have a. There's an IPA in standard German of how to pronounce this. Ah, I always do that. I click the pronunciation and then it just takes me to a guide of how to pronounce IPA. I don't care about that. What do you got? He was a Baltic German biologist. I just read that. Oh, you already said this. Yuxukskul. Yuxukskul. Ah, Yuxukul is the historic German name of... see you guys later. ...Ixgula, a town in Latvia. Well, okay. I think it's cool when people don't just make up sci-fi names they they do take them from real places but also when this name popped up in the subtitles i was like is this elon musk's child is that why this name is familiar and it's not it's not x ash delta 12 or whatever anyway um they get sucked so the wick school gets sucked into a vacuum cleaner and they chase after wick school and they end up in like a I, using like acid or LSD is like really tropey and non-descriptive, but it feels like an Alice in Wonderland on drugs kind it's of a, thing. It's very psychedelic, and they're all uh, partially bunnies. They're all, yeah, with big teeth. Big yeah. teeth, big, and big ears, ears, and bushy tails. Yeah, I was already like, I'm a little uncomfortable at the sexualness, and these are middle schoolers, and then they grew ears and tails, and I was like, I am further uncomfortable, but whatever, this show looks really cool. Um, and they're bunnies who have teeth. This is the, and they really want to gnaw on stuff. Is what I was going to say. They have an urge to bite shit. Go ahead. This is the episode where I became impatient because I was like, okay, this is no long. This is not going in a direction. This is a total left turn from what it was before. 
and I want to know what's happening now. Yeah, because you start to get the vibe like, okay, is this just the idea is that it's aesthetics over, you know, plot or character growth or anything like that? Because if so, that's fine. But yeah, I think we're used to TV being a serial format rather than here's a bunch of vignettes of like they go here, then they go here. You know, even in something like The X-Files, which was before this current era of prestige TV where every episode is a cliffhanger and it's one thing onto the next, onto the next, like Breaking Bad and every TV show after that. Um, You know, X-Files would be like a lot of Monster of the Week, but then there'd be these episodes that are lore and they're building to a bigger plot. And so far, we haven't really just hit that yet. We've just seen these sort of vignette episodes, but it is really cool to see them try different art styles. Um, and I will say that episode six in particular was uh, way more emotional than I expected to to see in this show, um, which I'm guessing is one of the reasons why we were told to watch it. Um, anyway, so they're in this like Alice in Wonderland e world. They really want to gnaw on stuff. And I don't really remember what happens except for the fact that there's a character at one point called the Green Knight who is... It's her ha- doesn't her hamster bunny like turn into a big buff dude? And I wrote down, why are there men in this? <laughs> a big, handsome, masculine, green bunny, but apparently officially called the Green Knight um, is, yeah, her, her pet has transformed into like a big... Um, yeah, masculine guy with like a cloak. And he talks now. He talks and his voice actor is uh, Kira from the PlayStation JoJo games hmm. or Zeppeli in the Lost Phantom Blood JoJo movie. Um, so nothing we've watched, none of the TV anime. Oh, that's another good duo, Kira and The Hand. Yeah. That's a good duo. Kira <laughs> or Kosaku and his wife <laughs> who suspects him but is also very horny for this new man. Yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, also Hidaka, the, the, I, I want to say non-binary person who works in Flip Flap HQ, um, mm. is the voice of Formaggio, the shrinking, shrinking stand guy in Jojo part five. And the salt voice actor who's salt, Mr. Salt, whatever, <laughs> the leader of Flip Flap had a very familiar voice and it turns out that he is both Bruford in part one, one of the dead knights that are resurrected and Tiziano, mm. um, the person of color stand user who is half of the most likely gay duo Tiziano and Squalo uh, okay. who has the stand called talking head that makes you tell lies and fucking Narancia gets that stand. And also it looks like he's blowing a guy at one point. Mm. Um, fun times. Jojo, come back. <laughs> Jojo, come back. <laughs> anyway. Um. And then, I don't know. Um, oh, right. Uh, there's a part where when they're done fighting whatever they're fighting. And then um, after that, um, Papika takes uh, Kokona to her HQ to meet all her friends. And she introduces her as her partner. And I'm like, this is definitely a lesbian couple yeah right but, but yes. you're not correct not necessarily no but, it is but probably it's confirmed um and again we expect them to explain <laughs> when she introduced her as her partner it was confirmed they don't they don't really explain a ton <laughs> mm-hmm. but um yeah you just know that they're after these crystals that will let them grant that will let them have their wishes granted and then 
you know, it's not that there's no explanation. It's that it's being hidden from us. But yeah, yeah. as Miles, ex- Miles explained, like, it's a little bit weird because the first episode, you're like, what the fuck is going on? But maybe they didn't explain stuff so we get into the action. And then episode mm-hmm. two is like even more what? Mm-hmm. And they still don't really tell you too much. We should probably kind of get more summary oriented from here on out, by the way. Um, I realized we're going a little too detailed and we did four epis. Episode three is titled Pure XLR, which is weird. XLR is like a type of cable or connector, rather, for power and audio and stuff. Uh, And episode three is if one was some kind of snow thing, I couldn't think of what it's based on. And two is sort of Alice in Wonderland psychedelic. Three is like if Mad Max was beaten by Sailor Moon because it is these like buff kind of BDSM looking dudes out in the desert um, harassing a small town. A little bit more like Fist of the North Star now that I think about it because it also has these Mm -hmm. like technique names pop up, which I love. I I love that shit. And I really enjoyed that aspect of this where they're like coconut divine fist wind or whatever. Um, But we also get to see for the first time their transformation sequences, uh, which are really dope. Um, I just dropped my phone on my foot and it hurt. Um, They're kind of like the Sailor Moon crystal transformations, except they're even more elaborate and they go on pretty long. I was actually like, okay, okay, let's, we can get going now, but they do look really good. Uh, And, and yeah, you okay? I'm good. Yeah. They transform and they fight um, in the desert. Well, Papika shows up by herself and it turns out Kokona has on some kind of helmet that like brainwashes her. So she's leading all the BDSM terrorist bad people in this wasteland. Um, but once Papika disables the helmet just by head bashing it, apparently, um, after they fight, the real villain shows up who is has a really weird name that starts with W that I'm going to pull up for you in oh, a I second. Didn't, I didn't get her name. Um, well, I mean, I just found it online on the Internet. This thing, this really weird device called Velvitschia. Uh, and I Googled that. It is a plant in Namibia, a, a country in Southern Africa. Uh, so it's totally possible that that is like a desert related term because they're in the desert and Velvitschia is a very ugly plant that grows in, uh, I'm thinking the desert. Anyway, um, Kokona, the, the, so the Velvitschia is this lady with dark skin and, uh, like a merkin covering her vagina and um <laughs> her skin seems to attack people like tentacles and uh she's yes. very evil and then at one point papika is like too fatigued and hungry mm-hmm. because this episode started with her traveling in the desert being hungry and thirsty and then she passes out and she's she wakes up being trapped by some people that are almost like the jawas or something in star wars they mean her no harm but Anyway, so she's hungry and she passes out when she should be saving Kokona from this Wellwitchia. And then uh, she does show up later to fight her because Wellwitchia at one point is talking to Kokona. I don't remember what, but she's like, oh, well, I'll have to take your shard. And that's when she touches her inner thigh. Yeah. She's she like incapacitated her. kind of. And she goes to grope her um, and then she gets shot. And it turns out that Papika is no longer fatigued. Because she ate part of a giant sweet potato, yeah, that the Jawas uh, were rotisserieing, 
Um, it's a little weird because she kind of ate it while it was still on the spit, which I don't think is really a good thing to do. I think you should wait until people take it. I mean, well, time was of the essence. Anyway. And then they transform into Sailor Moon like transformations. Yeah. Because they, they it does the whole like dance with the funky background, but it's like more pervy because like, in, like in Sailor Moon, you like look up the skirt and stuff. But in this, it's like when you look up the skirt, it has like the outline yeah. of like their, their like pubic area and stuff <laughs> your mouth kept making a p shape and i'm it's like, like go for it <laughs> yeah it's weird it's not just like oh a little bit of their butt and like, like it's like skirt. you get you it's get like, a full oh, wow. like outline of a butt crack with a little bit of like the front part like yeah it was like, like oh again um we said middle school right guys? a lot of detail <laughs> what the fuck is this shit um but the transformation's cool you just have to ignore that and i think this show was trying to appeal to both like queer women and straight men at the same time. And I think it does an okay. I think it does it okay. <laughs> <laughs> like if you like ladies, we got lots of ladies. We got, we got pervy upshots. We got like caressing got of the laser, thighs. laser cannons that blow shit up and look really cool, <laughs> which does happen lots here. Of colors. Maybe, you know, if you're a fan of art and you're like, yeah. ace you'll also like this <laughs> true it's, it's got something for everybody except those of us who are like i need a plot i need to know what's happening there's kind of um, a plot it's better that it's better than some shows that really don't have a plot yeah like, and it doesn't take itself know. that Bye. seriously if it, it's not quite as i don't want to say bad it's not quite as in that territory as the trigger shows like uh kill la kill where you feel like they're looking at the camera and winking at you because they're so like fuck it but there's definitely mm-hmm. tones of the show that you're kind of like, I don't think they really care that much about the plot. Miles, you were going to say something. By this episode, I was like, okay, fine. I don't <laughs> care. Like, it's cool that they're just jumping around and doing something different and crazy every episode. Yeah, if their relationship develops, and it feels like it already has gotten to a very good place, considering at no point has Coconut really stopped and been like, tell me what's going on. So it's surprising that they're as nice to each other at this point. Um, anyway, they both transform and they kind of got tie not quite uh combine um but they do their official henshin transformation sequence and they fire this giant laser cannon at Wellwichia, who by the way has turned into a giant horrible spider at yeah, this point scary i don't remember when she did this but it happened um it has this really cool explosion sequence where at one point we see the planet from up in the sky and there's just a big a little light specter ding but even then, she's still not dead because they're celebrating and being like, I'm sorry I hit you and blah, blah, blah. But then the spider wakes up and we see another faction uh, show up. And it turns out that these three other girls who are there to steal the crystals, I guess, they're led by Yayaka, the stylish blonde and pink haired friend from school. And this to me was an example of like the Jojo character design issue where if someone looks cool you know they're a vital character yeah you know like if her hair was all one color and like a straight part down the middle you might be really shocked to see them show up and be like i am also competing for the the gems but in this case i was like (laughs) yeah i thought you might get involved you looked too unique oh i mean you looked unique Hmm. let me get rid of that intensifier for miles thank you i liked her hair yeah, it, well, I was like, this girl's cool. I was a little bummed that she was a bad, a bad girl. We don't um, know who's bad and who's not. We don't who's really know. Bad? We don't know anybody's intentions. 
I mean, <laughs> they're wearing darker colors and the two of them, like... They could be nice. They seem really numb and they don't really have feelings. And yeah, they are robots. <laughs> yeah, they look cool, though. The two of yeah. them look pretty cool. Um, there's a bunch of pervy shots of them, of course, as well. Um, and then they go into a portal because they're like, sorry, we're taking the, the gem thing. And they go into a portal that Papika briefly sticks her head into and she sees their base. And it includes something that we see in the intro, which are these hooded figures that kind of have pointy tops. So I don't want to 100% say they look I, like... I, when I saw them in the intro, I was like, this is the KKK. They look kind of clannish. <laughs> yeah. And they wear, they're white. They're wearing all white. No, some of them are wearing black. Well, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's not, it's not the clan necessarily, but it's a clan. It's a, yeah. It's, they're... Yeah, it's it, it's it reminds you a little bit of like, huh? It's the kind of thing where an American maybe, animation studio, I'd be like, guys, you know better. Maybe they're the flu flux flan because <laughs> <laughs> flappers. Oh boy, yeah, and, Flip, and they're flap, also flux. like a soft, like congealed, uh, dehydrated milk uh, mm-hmm. dessert mm-hmm, mm-hmm. flan. Mm-hmm. Um, then episode six feels like a complete departure, and so we're skipping ahead two episodes. We don't know what happens in between. Sorry. Um, Episode six is this thing where they find a gate after they're competing with this other faction for a certain crystal. And the gate leads them into like the memories that we kind of find out are the art student, Iroha, that we mentioned, who has green hair and seems to be into coconut as well. And it's... May I ask a question? Yes. Uh, So she's not... They call her senpai. So I I thought she might have been a teacher. Am I wrong? Senpai is just someone older than you. So she might have been a grade higher oh, okay. or maybe in high school and they're in middle school, but I don't know why they'd share a building. Is it, isn't it kind of like mentor though? Like someone that you can learn from? Could be, but Senpai you would definitely use for someone who's above you in class, even if you didn't really know them. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. If you were just year three and they're year four, they would be your Senpai. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is also a rigid hierarchy. And not everyone deserves respect until they give it and earn it. That's true. Well, wait so. a minute. I, I disagree. I think there's like no. a base level of respect everybody deserves. You, you should be nice to everybody. Yeah, but senpai, it's like, well, these people are older than you, so they deserve that, that term. All right. Well, whatever. I'm saying you can be nice to everybody, but like until you until show you're me... you're older why, than people. <laughs> if you, even then, if you, until you show me like why you're better than me in some way or i'm gonna call you some bitch and no. then maybe i'll wow. i'll give you mr or mrs or whatever you want but until then i'm like who the fuck are you get out of my deli um <laughs> so much like where my brain is they're they're in this sort of other dimension of iroha's memories it seems where she's like it looks like coconut to me though um she's like even younger and she's just going to her grandma's slash aunt's place. Um, and so it's just a very slice of life-ish kind of thing um, where she keeps going over to her grandma's house and she's frustrated that the art she draws, which is weird because mm-hmm. um, it uses an interesting exaggerative style and a lot of crayons mm-hmm. that are different colors. Mm-hmm. Um She's like, my parents said to draw normal. And the grandma's like, I was an art teacher. And I think these drawings are great. She's not, I don't think they're related. I think they are. Really? She, so the subtitle calls her auntie. 
like not grandma don't they call her grandma at one point no in in japanese she's calling her obachan right which just means like an old lady that you're familiar with right and the subtitles call her auntie so i think this is just a nice lady in their neighborhood who is her friend okay well i think i had read because i needed to read some summaries of these episodes and it is her grandmother but it seems like because when things get tough in the show in the show in this like side plot where like the girl doesn't want to go back to her parents house she wants to stay out with um this grandma lady whenever there's like stress we see Kokona or Papika go to this room in the house mm-hmm. and they find the other one. Papika mm-hmm. finds Kokona or Kokona finds Papika drawing on the ground and she's like, switch places with Iro. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but Iro is Iro. Yeah. It seems like there's but two <laughs> parallel lines that are kind mm-hmm. of different plots. So in one, she's an aunt in one, she's a grandma. But oh, you the, think? But the aunt might be a friend, like, like not related, like you're correct. Uh-huh. Um, and then it's revealed that they're kind of experiencing two different versions of someone's actual memories. The uh, artist senpai named Iroha, they kind of merge. Um, and it's very sad because it's not just does it seem like maybe her parents are abusive or something. Mm-hmm. And there's a really cool scene where you and, see them fighting and it's like yeah. a very exaggerated perspective. Like you mm-hmm. feel very small mm-hmm. looking up at them fighting. Um, but the grandma then starts to lose her memories yeah uh, well like, she has like dementia or yeah. alzheimer's yeah and it's like pretty heartbreaking watching it's it sad and then well uh, it's like she takes it very hard because she's a young kid and she doesn't know what's going on she's like you know what do you mean you don't know who i am right right it's sad i imagine for a child to have that happen for the first yeah, time and not know like, that it's happening ah, like nobody warns you am like, i that's not so, important that's yeah. scary yeah um yeah, you just see her go to her house one more time. She's not answering the door. Her mailbox, I noticed, her mail slot was stuffed full of letters. Mm. And her parents are like, what are you doing here? And then she wakes up in a hospital. I don't know why she was there. Mm. I don't know if she fell while running away from her parents. No, she, she, she did. She ran away, she falls, and then she ends up in the hospital. Okay. And then we see her granny or whoever in the hospital. And she confuses her with a student first. She confuses her painting with one of her students and then doesn't remember who the girl is, Iroha. And then she runs away again, feeling terrible. And then Papika and Kokona somehow come out of this realm of like memories and they're in school and they're like, is, is this the, are these the memories of that girl, Iroha, that we go to school with? Mm-hmm. And there was this whole subplot in these sequence of memories about how the little girl wants to wear nail polish because uh, the grandma wears nail polish. And then when they go up to the roof to meet the art girl and they're like, maybe we should ask her if she's this girl, if she has these memories, they just see her wearing the same color nail polish. Yeah. Well, it's in before this, before they go into the memories, um, they ask her about whatever, something with nail polish. This is like in the beginning of the episode. And she said, I don't wear nail polish because I don't deserve it or something like that. Um, that was in the beginning. It was in the beginning. That was before that was. And I was like, that's a weird perspective to have on nail polish. And then when they get into the memories and nail polish is a thing. What were you going to say? Yeah. She uses it in her art. Yeah. She uses it in her art, but she doesn't wear it. Wait, like uses the actual nail polish. She uses nail polish in her painting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She uses nail polish to paint. Interesting. That's why every time they visit, Poppy goes like, it smells in here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Poppy hates the smell. So nail polish. She has some like 
emotional ties to nail polish. But then it seems like at the end she's gotten o- either she's gotten over her aversion to nail polish because she, it I guess reminds her of I don't know. I think I think it's like I think it's I think they ch- were able to change what happened or change her memories or something because oh. at the end like when they go and they tell grandma like I'm Ido um and yeah, grandma's like, find- oh, Ido, and like, you know, and like she remembers her. Um, I think that that didn't happen originally, maybe, and that's why she like feels like she doesn't deserve to wear nail polish because the grandma told her to do to remind her who she is, and I don't know, yeah, something like that. They found some earlier memory where the grandma somehow, I guess, it was the beginning of dementia or something, because I don't know why else a grandmother would say this, where she was like, if I ever forget who you are, just mm-hmm. tell me who you are, tell me your name, and she yeah. promises it. And so then instead of running away from her in the hospital, she goes there and is like, I'm Kokona. No, I'm Ido. I'm Ido. And the grandmother's like, oh, Ido. And it was like, yeah, but if you've known someone with Alzheimer's before, dementia, like... That doesn't work. (laughs) The next day, they will do that again. Like, you will have to do this every day for your... But I guess it's And that might not even work. Telling your name still might not work. Right. Saying that you're their, like, daughter or granddaughter also might not work they will forget that they even had like kids right period so this is a very like and i mean i don't know maybe the show wasn't implying that in this person's life they changed the past and like the grandmother permanently remembers her or something you know maybe it's just like here's a happy memory that we gave ido now like now ido has at least one memory as a young girl of her grandmother recognizing her Mm -hmm. probably before things got even worse. I mm-hmm. mean, Alzheimer's pretty bad. Yeah, man. Um, but, you know, so it, it has that kind of happy ending that part of me was just like, eh, that's a little too neatly wrapped up, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if you've noticed that with me, but I don't like when complicated emotional or mental issues are just neatly wrapped up and mm-hmm. thrown in a, in a bag. And you're like, yep, solved it because willpower. But it was a very pretty episode, very emotional. And uh, I'm open to the idea that uh, they're not suggesting they permanently solved Alzheimer's. <sighs> that was a lot of words. Yeah. What did we think of the show? I liked it. I just told you. Uh, it was good. I was intrigued. I was annoyed at first. I kind of want to know what happens, but I probably won't find out. I like things about... But that's not a knock. I hardly ever watch any of these shows. Yeah. Yeah. I like things about it, but not enough to keep watching. Like, I, it didn't hook me. I like the art style. I like... I want to watch to I know... I think the characters are cool. I kind of want to know what happens, but I don't really... Like, not enough. You know? I want to know what's happening, which might even just be me reading the fan wiki or something. Yeah, I think I would I just want to know that. what's happening. The The show hasn't really gotten me to be like, oh, man, I wonder like I want to know the secrets. Like I the one thing I do want to know that we haven't really mentioned here is um, Coconut keeps seeing a I don't know, like a dream or whatever of like a young woman with long, dark hair, say like on a boat. Like late at night, right. say, "Oh yeah, Okaidi," which means "Welcome home." Yeah, it's it's kind of haunting. Yeah, maybe that's explained in episode five. I want to know what that's about. We should watch the chat. Said episode it. five is is a spooky one. Okay, you maybe know I love those spooky, maybe, scary skeletons. Maybe I would watch the ones in between, maybe. But. Okay. 
It is nice that it's only 13 eps. I do love that. The other thing I want to know is about the Salt Bay guy. The Salt Bay. Salt Bay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just to know what's up with that. Um, Salty man. I read a small spoiler, perhaps, about him. Mm. Um, Because Wikipedia was just like, here it is, Mark, writing the first fucking sentence about this thing. And I was like, why? Um, Yeah, this show was good. I like the opening and and closing songs. Um, The opening, it's like, it feels like, okay, of course, this is an anime opening. This is exactly what it would sound like. But it has that drum part in the background that is either sort of dubstep or like drum and bass or whatever is in between something step. Uh, and I very much enjoy that sort of beat. And then the outro is this sort of jaunty song that accompanies really cool animations in the credit sequence. I really like these. They look a little bit, mm, a little bit retro. They have a bit of a classic, not quite Disney feeling to them. Jackie, how would you describe the outro credits? Like mm. it feels a little bit more like an illustrated Alice in Wonderland yeah, or something. Like a like a fairy tale. Yeah. And the the outro song is nice, but what's weird is the chorus I did not expect is just two female vocals going flip flap flip flap. Like in <laughs> that that breathy, very enunciated way. Flip flap flip flap. Mm-hmm. Flip flap. You're like, whoa, okay, okay. I I almost forgot the name of this show, but it turns out it was you doing flop. that should be the outro to this podcast. Flip <laughs> podcast podcast. Um, I honestly kind of wonder if this show would have done better and had a second season and stuff if it was not called Flip Flappers, <laughs> because I heard that name before someone else yeah. brought it up as a potential it sounds stupid. suggestion on our Patreon, and I opted. It sounded cool, but I opted for the other option. I don't remember what mm-hmm. it was. It may have been a Ghibli movie. Um, it it just seemed cool by description, but the name even I think my brain was like, "What the fuck is Flip Flappers?" You know? Yeah, I don't know I what else like you would call be, this show. It feels it sounds like a Cartoon Network show, like an like like yeah. a dumb like a like I don't know like Uncle Grandpa or something. <laughs> Uncle Grandpa? That's one of them. Are you thinking of like Perfect Hair Forever, the Adult Swim? There is one called like Uncle Grandpa, though. There is a show oh, okay. on the, on Cartoon Network called like. Uh, I think that's what it's, it's something weird like there that. is right there is oh okay sorry i thought you were referencing uncle grandfather a character from a racist character from we should watch perfect, perfect hair, hair forever for, no we shouldn't just the one episode the good one <sighs> just the one good one there, jackie just the first there one. there is no good one the first one is so good we were just the right age mark to it's watch still that. good those shows that those like garbage shows <laughs> that adults women would put out they were like wow, I can't believe this is on TV. But then when you watch them now, you're like, this is just a shit post. This is just like dumb stuff thrown it's together. Funny. It, they have some good moments. It's I'll give you funny. that. Space Ghost trying to stand up and saying out loud, I might should sit down is pretty funny. But space Ghost had good moments. I think Perfect, no, no, no. Hair, in, Forever, in Perfect Hair Forever, there's a Space Ghost cameo and he says that. Perfect Hair Forever, I think is super funny still. It's funny. Hmm. We're going to do a live stream where we watch it. Jackie's face watching Perfect Hair Forever as a 30 plus year old woman. Is it a little bit racist? It might be a little oh, bit yeah. racist. Oh, it's got that in there. <laughs> Miles, did you... The song I remember, I've never seen the show. The song is great. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things where it's clearly just the animators are like, well, we have an access, we have, we have access to a library of different 
cells and 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 cartoons and stuff and we need some content to fill i think what i liked about it is it was an april fool's joke initially i don't remember mm. what it preempted but it was supposed to be like i think squid billy's season three or something no like that. it was before that i don't know if that's true it was supposed to be the debut of something and instead they just played this stupid made up mashup cut them up it was probably series. supposed to be aqua teen or something maybe it was around that time um yeah, it's it's very dumb and does not. It's worth a look, but I'm not podcasting about it. Um. Anyway, I don't remember how we got here. It's my fault. Um. Yeah, flip flappers does sound like it's the kind of thing like like that is a kids show, not like a beautifully drawn, animated, and um perhaps lesbian um middle schooler sexualized TV anime. Um, I feel like this is one of those animes that should have like an eight word title mm. um, with like punctuation marks that don't really fit mm-hmm. instead of flip flappers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, give it a watch. Um, this is certainly a diamond in the rough. Should be like Papi and Coco do pure illusion. Papi, <laughs> papi y yo vamos por la playa. Anyway. Thanks for listening, folks. Um, again, you can... Uh, I don't know. What am I again? If you have any thoughts on Flip Flappers uh, or other animes that are uh, very... Well, if you have recommendations for anime or thoughts on Flip Flappers, you can write to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com or just follow us on Twitter or Twitch at jjbpod. Uh, and again, we have a Patreon, which is also, guess what? It's JJB Pod. Find us there. And until next episode, who knows what it'll be on. Have a great week. Flip, flap, flip, flap, flip, flip, flap, flap everybody. Flip, flap, flip, flap, flip, flap. flap.